This is a shock podcast. Shock. The C word with Callista. So when I named this podcast the C word, I had two things in mind. My name Callista, the word content because I'm so interested in creative people, which is also a C word, and how their minds work. So then I met another C word, not the one you're thinking of, <laughs> but the one that everybody will recognize just by his high. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the C word, Sadie. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Miss Another C word. You know, we always we we both have one thing in common, our hair. I think we have more than one thing in common at this point, but yes, you are right. But our hair. Do you plan to change your color, hair color soon? I've had red hair for like 4 years now. Stay with it. So I don't feel alone. You know, people recognize my hair more than my face at this point. It's the same thing. <laughs> hey, it's personal branding, okay? But you're right though. I mean, personal branding is so important, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and if it's your hair, if it's like something you do, like your signature pose. Yeah. I see and people doing it all over the place now. They're just like... <laughs> I know. I'm such an inspiration. All of you. Find your own signature pose. Stop jacking mine. What's wrong with you? You know, Ron, but was that meant to be your signature pose or it just happened? It wasn't. So the thing is, I, I like to experiment with different styles okay mm-hmm. so if you watch my videos right sometimes I like to like tinker with I would say like a little tidbits in my video mm-hmm. so if people catch it then they will talk about it so I did that signature post I don't even remember how it started I don't think it was planned but I rolled with it and then people started saying that oh my god like that's such a cute signature post and to me it's like okay if the response is good we're going to stick with it and yeah I've been doing it and some people are doing it <laughs> <laughs> the same okay you can copy but you can never be the OG you can copy but you will never be the OG correct (laughs) but there's also like I think the first time I started seeing your videos was like before you blew up to as big as this lah and you were already kind of doing that pose you were doing your commentary which is like slightly sassy a little bit like you know backhanded and I think that's what people like because we don't want to just see like oh this is nice go and try yeah (laughs) I I for me, when I whenever I do a content, right, here's the thing. I I think I don't know if it's an ego it's ego thing or what, but I don't want to be the same as anyone else. Like you can say there are so many food reviewers out there, yeah, correct. But there are only a few food reviewers that you will remember. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the kind of person that will be remembered for something that I've done, you know. The reason why I feel like commentary like that is essential, not the sassy part, okay, or not the backhanded part. Don't 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 be fooled by Miss Kalista there. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I think I'm honest. Yes. I feel that sometimes we lack that kind of honesty in the in this industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to put on that wholesome, you know, very nicey nicey persona. I'm like, I'm not gonna go with that route. So that I can eliminate people who already decided they don't like me. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Then I'm gonna focus on those who are like you who How appreciate you know? me. <laughs> oh! Closet hater detected. Oh, what have I done to you, Kalista? Nothing. I I love you so much. And that's why I've been like dying to talk to you. So this was a question that I wanted to ask you later on. But I'm glad like it's it's, like been brought up so fast. Because you are really blunt. And you really have no qualms in like speaking your mind. And calling people out when they're like being unfair. Or they're asking you not to be honest. Yes. When they deserve it. Yeah. Because you do get clients that ask you not to be honest, right? Because I mean. Yes. There are clients who are like, um, they, they will have their guidelines like, please don't say this. But I will always enforce that the rule that is, if it is not to my liking, 
Mm-hmm. I will not trash talk, mm-hmm. but I will be fair about it. I think at this point, I'm also very careful about, you know, not to tarnish their business. Because let's be real here. Sometimes when we go somewhere to eat, right, it can be a moment where maybe the chef is not feeling it on that day, mm-hmm. you know, or something happened and then the service is not as good. But for me to go all out and be like, oh, please don't come back anymore. Knowing my followings and my influence, it can damage Mm-hmm. their business but that's not to say that you know i'm gonna be 100 nice all the time if you are like unnecessarily rude to me oh of course then yeah. i will talk about it but generally i think most businesses who engage me they they are aware mm-hmm. that okay we're dealing with somebody whose mouth is like this with backhanded <laughs> sassiness you know according to Kalis, uh <laughs> like we better be prepared yeah, but I like it though because like your commentary is the thing that like kind of drew me to watch your videos in the first place because I, I love food. Yeah. But again, like even when your favorite food reviewer, you might have different opinions, right? Because Correct. everyone's taste is different. But what makes me want to go and try it? Like if you're just telling me everything is nice, then I'm back to the whole, oh, is it like Instagram aesthetic? Does it look nice? Then I'll go and try it. If it True. just doesn't look nice, then what's the point, right? But with your commentary, it's like, okay, I can get it. Like this is probably something I will like. And like now I kind of know your taste. So if I like a certain thing that you always like, there's a big percentage of like a very high chance that I will also like it. Yes. So I think that's what kind of bonds you with your audience. You are so open about who you are, how you are, how you feel, how you, you know, what you like and what you don't like and people can relate to that. And now they know, okay, so if Sadie likes this, I will like it. If he doesn't like it, I might still like it so I'm going to try it anyway. Yes. You know? I always remind people at the end of the day, a review is just a review. Mm-hmm. If you have a functioning brain, you can, you know, interpret <laughs> what's good for you and now, please use that and make your own judgment. I am not, you know, the ultimate verdict. Because sometimes people be like, how dare you say it's good? Or how dare you say it's not good? Hey, hello. We all have different tastes, mm-hmm. but lah, you know, I will be very objective. Like, for example, let's just say, you know, when it comes to fried chicken, we're supposed to taste like fried chicken. If you taste like something else, I probably would have pointed that out, right? And also another thing is, just because I always appear honest doesn't mean that I have to bash Mm. or trash talk as some people expected that to happen all the Mm -hmm. time which I don't think is fair if the food is good then it's good and even if it's not good like like you say you don't need to trash talk there's a way to like say it right right like you don't need to like go out and be like oh I want them to close down this food exactly and I don't think I have said or done anything like that so I mean I don't want to go that route because like I said it can it can damage somebody's reputation or business Mm -hmm. for good and you'll be surprised that I'm dealing with people who will tell me even though I think my commentary is basically very mild Mm -hmm. there are people who are like do you know when you say all that right you are not giving them to improve you're not giving them chance to improve you're not being fair to them you should do this you should do that I'm like chill what you get Mm-hmm. It's just like the 1% of me. If I want to be really, really harsh, I would have said more. One of the, I don't know whether you agree, but one of the things that I hate is always people are like, oh yeah, but whatever it is, we need to support local. We need to support small business. Like, it's not. Like, if you're good, you will succeed. If not, I'm not blindly supporting for no reason. Yes, you are very right. In fact, right, I saw people commenting, you cannot expect us to support a local product if they are not of a certain level. Mm. We cannot blindly support something. Like you said, it's not that I don't want to support local products. But sometimes, mm-hmm. they just are not on that level to provide good services. And if I'm being frank here, Sometimes local products can be very expensive. Yes. You know, outfit. Let's talk about clothes. I understand they don't have a factory. So they cannot mass manufacture Mm -hmm. clothes and all. And because of that, we have to pay the 
so expensive price and then when you go to Brands Outlet you buy three t-shirt for 50 ringgit mm-hmm. and a local merchant will sell you for like 150 for a piece of a shirt yeah. and you and I understand why it has to be that price but we can't always splurge like that yes and I think it's you expect people to support but you also have to understand that maybe people can't afford it correct you know people want to support but how Exactly. Like, and at the end of the day, everything is a trade. What are they getting back in return? You know, like every single thing is a trade. If I'm paying you this much money, I expect to get this much in return. But if you're giving me... Something that you can get elsewhere. For like much cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Malaysian landscape, right? When it comes to this whole way of judging what is valuable for them, it's always the price first. It's hardly or it's handmade, mm. you know. I've dealt with so many merchants, right? Or clients, restaurant owners. They are very proud that their food is handmade, imported from some countries. Or our product is super fresh, you know, we ship our lobster, right, in this condition. Nice, good job. Because of that, your price is like five times more Mm -hmm. than what other people are selling. Unfortunately, you will lose out. Yeah. That's not to say people won't appreciate that. There are people who, like me, I still go to those kind of places once a while. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me, will I choose that over Tafan? Come on! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, your everyday meal, right? Like, we're not made of money over here. Yeah, I will go for Tafan. The Tafan lady won't tell me that she imported the fish from Alaska like also at the end of the day it looks good for your marketing you imported it it's handmade whatever but does it translate to the taste or not ah that's another question we'll have to find out soon <laughs> I feel like it's it's very hard to say and like like I said everyone is different so especially when it comes to like reviews of anything like for me if I go for like a food review I don't do it often because yeah I don't there's a lot of things I'm, I'm a very picky eater okay so um, but when I do go I feel like you can always tell if I'm raving about it that means I really like yep. it if I yep. tell you hey you can get this here are you pandai pandai lah you, you, you <laughs> rave your favourite place uh? I don't you know I am very passionate about the things I like okay so the thing is right I, there are certain places that we always go I'm not sharing it here or anywhere else are you gatekeeping the good food of course steady then I have to wait because of what I say then people go go there and then they will you know I have to wait my waiting time is longer and then sometimes the food will run out I'm like, you know what? I found this place. I'm just going to keep it to myself. I won't share. I'm so sorry. I'm I have so to. sad. <laughs> like, so you're telling me there are more nice places that I could have been going, but you just don't want to tell me? You are right. <laughs> but I do not reveal that yet. And Un- Unless you ask me privately, maybe I'll tell you. But the thing is that, you know, sometimes you just have to protect your own favorite place. And also, let's be real. They're not, not everybody is equipped to handle that kind of crowd. True. True. Every business owner will contact me and say, please, not every lah. I, ex- I exaggerated. There are some like, Sadie, can you please viral kind my place? I said two things you have to remember. One, you cannot manufacture virality. It is mm. very yes. na- natural. If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and two, can you cope after you become viral? Yes. There are a lot of businesses that ended up serving very bad quality food or their service just become very bad because they just can't cope. Yeah. And then because of that, it's going to have a very bad effect to me because people will be like, Sadie, that day you say it's nice. Now I go there, right? It's yeah. so crowded. I cannot find a place to sit, even though it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, the service is bad and then the person will have a problem. 
telling me like, you know what, after your video, I cannot handle, I don't have enough manpower. But something you have to think of. Mm. Not everything deserves to go viral. Yeah, I think, especially in like 2022, everyone's so obsessed with the word viral. I mean, it's a good thing, like more people knowing your brand and like as a content creator, especially like if you go viral, you know, like you your platform immediately explodes. But can you handle it or not? Like even as a content, don't say a business with service, you got manpower, you can handle the quality of the food or not. As a content creator, if you blow up and you are not ready for that kind of attention, that kind of responsibility to be consistent, responsibility to be honest in your work, it's going to kill you. Like, you know, like people are harsh on the internet, as you very well know. Mm. <laughs> you can rise very fast and you can plunge very fast as well. Everyone is so obsessed with the word viral. And look what happened. We manifested the virus COVID. You see lah. <laughs> You see la. That one definitely went viral. Ah, that one went viral. <laughs> ah, you see la. You could have just keep quiet, you know. Now everybody went viral. So then you want one case. And then now a new variant. Ah, you're with. Can now catch a break. But you're right about the part where people, some people, they like to be viral. They want to be the overnight sensation. Really? You mm-hmm. want to be an overnight sensation? Don't you want to have that longevity? I don't know. I, I'm doing it for the long run because I'm like for me it's like I want to make sure that at the end of the day whatever I do is going to have like a long term effect mm-hmm. people will remember me for oh he's done this as mm-hmm. opposed to she's only known for that one dance or that one commentary and mm-hmm. then she became irrelevant. Yeah, I think people always misjudge. I think this is the thing with, like, previously it was celebrity, right? People always think like, oh, celebrities have the glam life. Mm. Like, life is easy. You make a lot of money. All you have to do is look pretty. But there's so much more that goes behind it. And that's the same with, like, content creators today. Because content creators are the celebrities of 2022. Yep. You know? And one thing that people don't realise is people will support you while you're on the way to the top. But once you're there... Mm. Everybody just wants to tear you down. Everyone's just waiting for that fall moment. And that's just human nature. But can you handle it? Because you handle it very well. Okay, so the thing is that I look like I handle it very well. But that comes with tears, lots of tears, lots of sleepless nights. I'm not Mm. even exaggerating. You say, oh, I I look like I handle it well, right? I'm telling you this. Therapy helps. Mm -hmm. I see, I invest on a therapy session, multiple therapy sessions. And I talk to my therapist about haters I tell them you know this is what is going on you know they, 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 they have they have, he has to spend his time explaining to me like it's not about you it's about them and if you are being mad about these people it's like you are drinking poison mm. and you expect them to die mm. which is a very good analogy, a- analogy yeah. you know but yeah it's not easy a lot of people look at celebrities or content creators I've had people telling me ah your life's so easy all you need to do is record video oh I hate that so much like, what if, what, how do you feel if I say, I, you know what, um, Kalista, all you do is to just, you know, speak. Oh, I get that all the time. Oh! My answer is always, then you come and do it then. Exactly. Because exactly. I used to, before I was on radio, I used to host events. Yeah. And I was hosting with a group of dancers. Okay. And they were always like, oh, it's easy. Why? You just talk only. We have to like dance. We have to like prepare, you know, practice everything. I was like, okay. And because I also have my petty side mm-hmm. um, that is very alive and well, um, when we were hosting an event, I would just shove the mic in their face, ask them a question Ooh. and shove the mic in their face. And then they would realize they don't know how to talk. Then they panic. Yep. Then after the event, I would always ask them, so was it easy? Oh then they my stopped. God, <laughs> I live for your pettiness. <laughs> oh my God. You are, sometimes you just have to like, I wouldn't say teach them a lesson, but mm. to re- let them realize that at the end of the day, if somebody makes it too easy, mm-hmm. it's because they have spent so much blood sweat and tears making it happen yes 
you know if i don't have my editor if i don't have my manager with me i will still struggle you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's all about the right people it's all about the right attitude at work mm-hmm. people say oh you record only my correct lah i record yes yeah but then who comes up with the idea on the commentary because i don't just record video if let's say a client engages me it's not about me putting out a nice video anymore mm-hmm. it's about how i can make people want to visit and try their business because at the end of the day that's what they are engaging me for so when we come to this right that's actually something i wanted to ask you yes. so how is the whole process like i know a lot of times you pay yourself and and review the yes. place but if a client came to you and ask you hey can you um review my restaurant like yep. what is the process from start to finish for you so the first thing is you got to have a manager <laughs> who <laughs> is important. a filter to because the thing is that if people have access to me and i have a very soft spot let's be real here i w- if i could i want to help everybody but that is not possible and that is not fair to people who actually want to pay for my services and they will always reach out to my manager then my manager will do his due diligence to maybe look at their social media sometimes you have to be fair just because you run a business doesn't mean number 1 you are ready mm-hmm. and number 2 you don't look clean okay and that is something that we have seen a lot mm-hmm. like it doesn't look hygienic mm-hmm. for us to even you know like you just know that if i was to go there it's going to be a problem if it's a yes then we will go there and then uh, i have an editor and pa who will shoot the video and i before i think prior to all of that i think the minute my manager tells me about this place i think that's when we will start to brainstorm an angle for them what are we going to talk about oh everybody sells burger correct so what makes this burger store better than the rest or what makes them better than the competitor mm-hmm. that's something that i have to think about uh, and then the commentary what to highlight and then she will edit it my editor will edit it mm-hmm. and there's a the content okay so this is this is the edit now right so if we take it back to when the the first time you 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 started doing this yes like you didn't have this team yeah so how did you start going about it <laughs> so back then manager would have to play videographer role the hardest part is when i have to sit in front of my computer and edit the videos myself <laughs> because that's when you will have to say oh no tiktok only you know the the attention span of somebody is so low you have to make sure that the hook is good and then the video is kept within 1 minute and a half so you will start to cry because you would have recorded a 10 minute video yeah and then you have to start trimming them one by one and then to scale it down to 1 minute and you are like oh my god What about the good parts that I'm supposed to finish it? So back then, I would spend four hours on a one-minute video, and people don't know that yep. they were like, "All you do is to just shoot the video, ah, mm, editing. You don't think lah, ha? Huh? Mm. And then who's the one typing the 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 subtitle? And I make sure that my short videos have subtitles because I want to do it for the deaf community. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. If I don't have a PA or an editor now, right, I would have struggled a lot because what she does essentially is she will take out all the parts. Mm-hmm. and i won't see it so she will send me the part where she would have like okay so this is going to be the video that you will have to add your commentary on and i'll be like oh oh i didn't know that the good parts were taken out or i will forget about it mm-hmm. so yeah she makes my life easier yeah i i get that like i hate editing um mine is so, mostly like audio but it's like ah but i don't want to take this exactly. out exactly <laughs> like you, you know after this podcast right, you're going to have to take out some parts but it's so good but you know for the sake of a podcast mm. you know oh that's why i i also do not edit my own um audio or videos like i mean tiktok is my own but like if i film videos 
I definitely spend the money for somebody else to do it because if not, it's just going to sit in my hard drive forever. Exactly. I'm not going to touch it. Exactly. And then you'll think about like four hours sitting there just like taking some parts out and then you have to add tra- transition that some people will say, can you please stop using the transition because it makes my head spin. And like, oh. <laughs> And that's also the thing, right? Like the more people that watch your videos, the more opinions you have to take into account and the more people think they are entitled to give you an opinion exactly everybody wants to be my video editor you shouldn't use this transition you know it spins oh what happened to your video why is there no transition oh my god (laughs) you can't please everybody yeah like at one moment you're okay with it another moment you're not okay with it so i i don't know i'm just gonna do my thing just stick with the fact that okay being aesthetic is not my route Mm. or my intention anymore it's about being informative for you to make a decision whether you want to go there or not that's my job so did you first blow up on tiktok or were you doing content before tiktok existed i was a live streamer on twitch first i play game Mm. and i stream myself playing games and i built a quite a solid community but those are outside malaysia they are americans and europeans they're quite proud about it and and then i started trying to vlog on youtube Mm -hmm. flop so hard Flop Like I even invested On a good camera Which is this two Exactly this two And then I had a Editor That time I hired her I don't think it was A full time job It was like a part time job To edit my video She did her best We did our best Flop And then I was like Oh my god I want to I don't want to be just I don't See the thing about me Is I don't like to be put in a box Mm -hmm. I don't want to be just Known as a streamer Mm -hmm. I want to be a Content creator Where I do everything So I tried vlogging I flopped And then my friend said Try lah TikTok Mm. I said you ridiculous TikTok (laughs) is full of Children All this nonsense challenge You know that time They had this autism challenge It's so bad It it went viral Because people were acting like You know they do the stereotype Oh my Maybe this was before I got the app Yes (laughs) And then they were doing The licking the toilet seat Nonsense Oh Okay, this was definitely before I got it because I was like, yeah, I'm never getting this app. Yeah, yeah. I would never get this app because I was like, uh, you're disgusting. And then my friend said, no, there are people who use TikTok for very educational content. There are old people there like you. I said, excuse me. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean there's an old people there? So my friend said, try lah, try. You can, you know, try. So I said, okay, fine. And the thing about me is I don't like long form content mm. because I feel like if I want to tell you something, hey, Kalista, you want to go eat this place or not? Just go there. The price is like that. Kau team. I don't want to be like, do you know a long time ago I was sitting in my room craving for this roti canai? No need, right? So I think I'm quite good at making short form content. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up in the first video is not even about f- the first viral video it's not even about food it was Orem Theater Jesse oh, okay because you know why I went to United States I wasn't impressed by the cinema uh. but our cinema is so much better with all the beds and all the food that they can choose so I want I wanted to show my American friends that uh, what we have here and then I woke up to so many comments local people saying like bang bila you nabawa I ke sini bang I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? Like, there are so many comments about, you know, Malaysians commenting. I was like, at first I was like, oh no, Malaysians have found me. Oh my god. Were you were you worried at that point? Of course. Mm. You know, as somebody who is um, obviously sounding very masculine. <laughs> why do you laugh? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, the way I present myself is super, you know, masculine. Uh, I get bullied a lot when I was in high school. So... Natural. High school was horrible for everyone though, like seriously. Yeah, but you know, you, you see, that's the thing that you associate yourself with mm-hmm. local people. And I, I was so worried that Malaysians will say the same mm-hmm. thing to me, like what I have to hear back in those days. Mm-hmm. But 
there are people who are like, oh, we really like the way you comment. Why don't you try to do food hunting for us? So I said, oh, wow, when there's a demand, let's just try. Mm-hmm. And I did it and I really enjoyed my, my time finding food. I mean, we have to eat anyway. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's how it leads to me sitting here with the sweet Kalista <laughs> hosting the C word or else you would have seen me true but I feel like I've talked to so many people so far right like I was talking to you earlier on this is season 4 and I've talked to all types of content creators and it's really hard to pinpoint how it works because like you said this TikTok thing there's a reason why people like your content it's because you're good at what you do but at the same time the same person flopped on YouTube Mm. Like, why? Why does that happen? It's really hard to kind of pinpoint. Is it luck? Is it like algorithm, the chance that people saw you? You know what I mean? Like, how would you define being able to look for that success for like people who want to start out content creating, but so far haven't been able to find their footing? So the first thing is you need to pray. I'm not trying to be religious here, okay? Mm. I'm not trying to tell you to stray away from whatever, you know, your religion, okay? I joke a lot because when you put out your content, you pray to who? Your algorithm. <laughs> okay? As TikTokers, you have to pray that your video lands on somebody's for you page. True. Or else, people who follow you won't even see your content. And that's so weird mm-hmm. when you think about it. That's so weird. Like, your followers are supposed to see your content, but mm-hmm. they don't. I've had so many people that, oh, long time, I never see your content already. I was like, <gasps> That is the worst thing you want to hear from somebody. Actually, you know what? I saw your content so much more before I hit the follow button than after I hit the follow button. Ah! (laughs) But that's the thing with TikTok. I've also found, that's where you see people with millions of followers and then suddenly like they're they're getting millions of views and out of nowhere, for no reason at all, they get like 3,000 views on a video. It, that happens so often so in a way I'm quite blessed because some people will be like oh my god you have like a million followers I don't I am not even a million I don't even hit any a million but the views have been consistent mm. so it's okay for me to be honest and praying to algorithm is one thing and you mentioned luck I think luck plays a big factor in many things mm. whether you accept it or not I'm just that's not to say that everyone becomes successful because they're lucky mm-hmm. there's a lot of work and hard work that plays into it. Yes, I flopped on YouTube. Maybe because I did not know what people want to watch. Mm -hmm. Maybe I assumed that Americans will be interested in what happens in Malaysia. But unknown to me, I mean, I know that now, people are dealing with pandemic. Mm. I tried doing YouTube vlogging on during pandemic. Ah, I see. People have their own worries. The last thing they want is to see this person living their life, Mm -hmm. you know. So probably that's the reason why it didn't do as well. But, I do have a feeling that if I was to get into YouTube again, it would have been a better outcome. But that's because like you're also leveraging on your current um, following, right? Mm. So I feel like it's always that. Like you said, like whether you want to accept it or not, luck is, is, it plays a big part. I mean, the fact that you speak the way you speak is lucky because everyone's born with different talents, right? And this just happens to be your talent. I always tell people to embrace your insecurities and Mm. things that you hate because I hated my voice for the longest time, I didn't really want... In fact, having a podcast was a goal back then. Not even putting myself on camera because I was so scared. Mm. You know, I just have to say something and people have an issue with it, let alone showing my face. So I didn't want to be on TV. I don't want to be on, on videos. I used to d- dream about being a YouTuber back then when those, you know, uh, YouTubers are popping. But I was so scared. I was always held back by my own insecurities and fear. So I didn't do anything until I tried live streaming. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted, I got a lot of hate because of how I present myself. While there are people who don't like me because of things that I cannot control, there are people who appreciate me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been doing so many things. Some people say, Sadie, you are everywhere. Correct lah. I'm 34 this year. In many ways, I came into the content creation scene quite late. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, 16 years old, I already superstars having millions of followers just by doing silly dance or say some, some funny things on, on the internet. I feel that my years, my childhood or my youth were robbed mm-hmm. by my own insecurities and fears. I didn't do anything because of all these things. And finally, when I got to do it, I do it right and I got the support from people. This is just the beginning. All yeah. or not, never mind lah. I, I mean, we were having this conversation just before we started to hit record, right? Like, why do people want to put an age limit on things? Exactly. Because I feel like, who says like life needs to end when you turn a certain age? Who says you can't do things just because you're a certain age? Like, if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Exactly. You know, it's so sad because even if I look at like, oh, people, uh, agencies looking for commercials. Mm. Age limit. We have to be below 30, you know. Even though I don't... I look young. <laughs> it's true. Okay. I look younger. Thanks, doctor. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, essentially, I take care of my skin. And I look young. But because of the age, mm. when they look at my... I see, ayo, 34. Cannot lah. Mm. So, if I'm not allowed to do what I think, you know, I should do. And then... It's a cruel industry because, especially women. I was watching a documentary the other day about TVB dramas, mm-hmm. Hong Kong stars. They were blatantly saying it. If you're an actress and you're 40 years old, you are no longer that it girl. And that's so sad. Yeah. Even though you look fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40 years old. So, bye. Yeah. What? I mean, I, I had this issue like way before, before I even started hosting. I used to um, go for castings for commercials, right? Mm. And they because they, they judge your the age that you put on the form. Yeah. So at the time, I was like early 20s. They're like, okay, so we'll put you in this group. Mm. And then I got called for like this casting like, oh, um, young mother oh. or preg- uh, young pregnant lady. Then I got there, they're always like, cannot lah, this one promoting teen pregnancy because I look so much younger than my you, age. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm trying to say. So if they judge me because I'm 34, they probably will put me in like a, you know, manly <laughs> like man, CEO, CEO yeah. level. And then this child-looking, <laughs> infant-looking man walks in. What? You're 34. But you don't look like what? So I feel like we are both trapped in oblivion. Yeah, we are in, in the middle of nowhere. Yes. We can't fit in anywhere. And this has been for so long, you know. I don't know why these boxes haven't been broken, especially now, because I feel like everybody is younger now like compared to like the older generation right yes. like people turning 40 50 still look and act as if they're like in their 20s and 30s and Jojo Siwa <laughs> oh I don't know Jojo Siwa is another one la. yeah huh, that huh. one she still she looked maintained like she maintained that one for that persona <laughs> for so long yeah but see now that she's changed she wanted to grow up cannot no one no one wants to pay attention anymore exactly And that's the thing, like, society is forcing everyone to stay young, but at the same time, still using the boxes of the older generation, whereas this box, this age limit, this age limit, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I feel like it's something that needs to change. Like, who cares how old the food reviewer is? Exactly. (laughs) If the food is good, who cares? You know, he's not good on TV. Okay, you want somebody that's way younger than me to be on TV doing all those hosting stuff. But let's be real. We are way more experienced for a reason. Mm-hmm. We do our thing way longer. But based on somebody's age, mm. appearance, and to, to give them a job, and then you're going to complain that they didn't do it well. Yes. Ah. Yeah. So, sendiri cari pasal lah, that one. 
I've been saying the same thing. Like, you know, like they always say like, oh, we need a certain age group. Mm. But then, what about the old souls? You know, like, especially like now, I feel like a lot of Gen Z, they like older music, for instance. Yeah. Like, how are you going to judge that? It's very hard. That's why all the older songs keep going viral on TikTok. Exactly. You know, uh, you, me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, like even this, I don't know whether you, you know the song, what's it called? Um, Until I Found You, Stephen Sanchez. No, I don't. It was viral on TikTok a while ago. It sounds like it's from the 50s or 60s. I legit thought it was an old song that was going viral. This guy is like 19. What? And he's making a song that sounds like it's from the 50s. He's smart. Exactly, but that's that's what I mean. Like you can't judge now because even when you say things are coming back, if you walk into like a, I don't want to say names, but like a fashion brand right now, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, the 90s are back. The 80s are back. It's everything. You've got something that looks like it's from the 60s, so from yeah. the 90s, from the early 2000s. There's no borders in 2022. Yep. And it's no. very strange. I think, I think things are changing right now. Just like podcasting. Eh? I remember people telling me, oh, podcast, who listens to podcast? Yeah, at one point, it was a little bit mm, dead. Yes. Now it's back. Yes. I don't, I, we can't explain all this phenomena. So it's time for people to stop with the nonsense like age, limit, your look, you know, you have to look a certain way. Your hair has to be black, no red. Like You're setting boundaries and rules that don't need to be there and you're kind of like suffocating what could be. Exactly. Because if you look at all the talent that blows up now, it's always people who either look or act different. Nobody wants to be the same anymore. I don't want to be the same as any other food reviewer. It's not to say that they are doing mediocre. It's not what I mean. But the thing is that I have a vision of mm. what I want to do or what I want to be in the future. So the last thing I want is to, to blend in. I hate to blend in. But if you really want to stand out and do your thing as a content creator, you really want to go viral or whatever, you got to be remembered for something. Yes. And... Okay, I, I know we've been talking a lot it's about okay. this. I didn't even like look at my questions like because this was, was such a good conversation. But before this gets too long, I do want to ask you. So you mentioned earlier on, oh, Sedi, you're everywhere. Yeah. And that's because you are someone who is not afraid to tell people what you want. Yep. You're not afraid to be like, I think you should put me here. I think you should yeah. you know work with me for this. So do you have any tips on like approaching things that you want to do like without being like embarrassed or shy or be like you know oh are they gonna think i'm desperate you know okay so i think the first thing is you got to have the self-awareness that you can deliver that meaning to say if i know for a fact that i can host a show i will ask the person hey Maybe consider or call my manager in a joking way, of course. Mm. I'm not going to press on because another rule is if you don't ask, you will never get. Mm, If they think you're desperate, so be it. Are you not? We are all desperate in some ways. Let's be real here. And of course, you got to have the self-awareness to know what you can deliver for the job. If you today, if there's a cooking show and they say we need a chef, I won't. Yeah, I say <laughs> I like to be everywhere, but I will never volunteer because I can't cook. If somebody says I want a sewing, oh, oh no, 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 no. But if you say hosting, acting, singing, Try lah. Mm. You know what's the worst that can happen? They don't call me back again, no? True. Mm. So were you always like this, or did you have to like what, the first time you you wanted to ask for something, ask for a client, or you know, ask for like a show, ask for an interview, for instance? Yeah. Did you have to like take time to like oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this? So fortunately for my career, I did not ask a restaurant to pay me to engage mm. because I always believe that if I want to ask, means I have to pay. Okay. It shouldn't be the way where you know just because I like, for example, KFC, I can't go to KFC. Say, pay me to talk about you. Mm. KFC will be like, can you walk away? <laughs> <laughs> you are in my way Hello So I don't do that Because of my videos I, I always feel like To content creators out there Your vid- your social media Is now your portfolio mm-hmm. So Don't be ashamed To put out 
things that you can show people what you can do. Mm-hmm. Then there will be people who will be more interested and more confident in in getting you lah. So for me is after seeing what I can do, I start getting invitation to do um maybe hosting gig, acting, mm-hmm. being interviewed by people, and from there because you know like for example, let's say I'm talking to you today, I can be like, hey, after this ah, uh, you know anybody that wants a guest ah, uh, just put my name lah. Mm, okay, okay. But that's also something whether you want to help me mm-hmm. lah. If you feel like you cannot lah, Sadie cannot talk at all, then better don't then. Okay. But if you mm-hmm. have confidence in me, sure. And it's always a two-way street, right? Like, I feel like it's true what they say. It's Sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. And if you can build a good network of people who believe in you and believe in what you do, that will always be the most valuable part of your, your well, a content creation is a business, right? So. It is. That's why they say the first step is to have a self-awareness. What mm. are you really good at? Then you have to be confident in what you can deliver. Then only you pitch yourself. Don't go and manusakan your referral. You know, if today I can't talk and I say, Kalisa, please put me on other podcasts. And then I go there and I ruin everything. You mm. get in trouble. Yeah. My my phone will not be ringing anymore. So for someone who wants to do content creation and is struggling to decide on a niche for instance, like mm. your niche it was gaming and yes. then it became food. Yeah. And now it's like so many different branches of things, but it started with being known for one thing first, yes. right? How what advice would you give that person to decide on what they should start? Okay. This is a very unconventional advice. Some people will tell you to look at some creators you like and then emulate them. I think it's a dangerous thing because the minute you emulate somebody, you lose the flair in mm. you. To me, very simple. Try everything. Mm. Try everything. It's like throw something on the, the wall to see what sticks and then go with it because your audience will tell you, I think I prefer you to do this than this. Mm-hmm. I'm not. That's not to say that their opinion about you is the ultimate answer. Mm-hmm. But from there, you can gauge. Like, for example, I started doing food because there was demand to do that yes but if I today make skits uh, mm. on TikTok right it probably won't do very well some people told me like, which is a very good praise compliment oh your video right is a documentary okay mm, okay so if today I start acting skit like eh, I tried I try sometimes as a filler content because sometimes no content ma. Mm. it probably won't do as well as I hoped so do you do TikTok trends on your page no <laughs> I'm so bad at it and it's so bad because TikTokers right they, when they see each other right they have this problem that is Sadie let's do this TikTok trend let's start the turn turn and I'm like what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and then they will be putting okay okay I put the camera in front of me Eddie, huh? okay so you need to do the, the I'm like oh my god please I, I just I'm want recently, to eat I've recently been in this situation I'm like I don't know how to tell you but I'm not a good dancer this TikTok is not gonna work <laughs> that's the thing all these young TikTokers I know y'all have the moves I know y'all are spontaneous they can put in the back. 3, 2, 1 let's go turn, 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 turn. I'm like old people need to breathe okay you need to relax y'all can go and start busting into a move on cue but that was me 14 years ago not now so do you still do like collabs with TikToks? I do but usually I'm the one that ruins the trend and then they're like Sadie come on I say what do you expect I already told you I'm not good at it but they try so eventually my collab would be let's eat together law. 
you know True. yeah let's eat stick together. to what you're good at right yeah let's let's, let's <laughs> eat together lah you don't you want to collab okay let's go eat together then i will ask you in my vid- video what you think and all let's just stick with that lah because if you ask me to do the latest ayo i cannot i give up well i mean we've been talking about going out for food for a very long time and uh collab aside uh, i think the first time when we go out to eat, can you take me somewhere you're, that you're gatekeeping <laughs> <laughs> which tough fun place will i think about top fun so you're gatekeeping all the top fun is of it of course <laughs> Then I go there, then everybody go there, then the chicken finish, how? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I also cannot, but I'm not going to share. I will talk privately. La. Uh. Okay, so I will... I bet he's going to ban me, you know? No phones allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, thank you so much, Sadie. Like, this has been a great conversation. Yes. Uh, I've got so much more to ask you. I might have to ask you back for another episode. But yes. for this time, I think we've gotten everything that we wanted out. Other than the fact that you have also just started your own podcast, right? <gasps> yes! I'm actually your colleague in a way, you know. It's it's so funny. Um, I am doing a podcast called Let's Talk Marketing with Sadie. Mm, I get another thing on his list of things that exactly. he's good at. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> Yo, Sadie, you're everywhere. Yeah, la, of course, la, I have to, la, you know. You want to survive like that. La. And uh, I will be talking about marketing, la, what else? Okay. And I know some to some people, it can be a very intimidating subject. Mm-hmm. But trust me, I always make it fun. I try to make it very easy, easier for people to digest and understand. It can be useful for you. It's not just for business owners. Uh. Marketing is for everyone. Mm. How you market yourself is important. This as a is like full creator. circle, you know. We started the podcast talking about personal branding. Yeah! <laughs> Look at how we close the loop. Yes, oh this, my is, this is a good segue, guys. It's good segue. Good segue, <laughs> correct. So the first episode isn't out yet, right? No, it's going to be late July. Late July And it's going to be called Let's Talk Marketing with Sadie That's how lazy okay. I am <laughs> Creative You are yeah. creative with the C word <laughs> You know I, I, I should have uh, I have the M word <laughs> But no It's just Let's Talk Marketing with Sadie Let's call it as it is Okay and it's going to be Available everywhere That you can find this podcast So if you're listening to this podcast You can find Sadie's podcast as well At the same place um, But as a closing What is one gem That you can give me about marketing Mm, one gem, ah, uh, you can give you a okay as a business or a content creator or a person. Um, well, since it's a seaweed as a content creator, lah. Oh, okay. Uh, as a content creator, what uh a gem, right? Is find out why people should watch you as opposed to content creators that you hate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like them. <laughs> Don't be like them. Okay. No, just kidding. But find some use your own strength and mm. utilize your strength. Always utilize your strength. You know deep down what is your gift. Like you, you know, I'm pretty sure you know your gift. Talking, mm. hosting, use that. Mm. Um, imposter syndrome is real. Ooh. Yeah. So how would you if 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 that's the like you know your gift, but you feel like you're yeah. not good at it. So. So my therapist advised me on uh, when it comes to like imposter syndrome. Right. Mm. My therapist said to me that you have no choice but to believe in yourself and know that you have somehow change people's life. Mm. You have to believe in that because it's going to be there. Everybody will deal with that one way or another. But you have to eventually believe and own up to it. Once you own up to it, magic happens. Okay. Yes. So with those words of wisdom, thank you so much, Sadie, for coming on The C Word. Thank you. (laughs) See you next episode. Bye. Seaward with Callista.